Welcome to AM Best Audio. Delaware is one of the fastest growing captive domiciles in the world. The state is the third largest U.S. captive domicile and the fifth largest in the world. Last year, former District of Columbia Insurance Commissioner Stephen Taylor joined the Delaware Department of Insurance as the new director of the state's Captive Bureau, a position his predecessor held since 2009. I'm Lori Chortis for AMS TV. Stephen Taylor joins us now to talk about his new position and what he hopes to bring to the Delaware captive market. Stephen, welcome. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, well, thanks, Lori. Thanks for, thanks for joining me as well. It's so nice to meet you and talk with you today. You also. Thank you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and also your experience as the former D.C. Insurance Commissioner? Sure, absolutely. By trade, I'm an attorney, and I have a uh, master's in tax law and ERISA, so a little financial background back, back in the times. And um, I've been in the financial ser regulatory services space, the finance and economic development for over 25 years. And um, as you mentioned, I was recently the uh, Commissioner of Washington, D.C., where I regulated the space um, for insurance, securities, and banking um, industries, as well as captives. So I've known captives for a while, and I you know captives as commissioner, as deputy commissioner, and general counsel for some time. I've been in that space for a while. And what do you hope to bring to your new role? Yeah, I'd like to bring my experience as a regulator and understanding the regulation of captives. They're um, a lot different than regulating traditional companies. As a regulator, my chief role as, a, as the regulator for traditional companies is to, for consumer protection. So making sure that companies are solvent to pay off and pay promises uh, for any kind of losses, as well as, as, as conduct themselves properly in the marketplace. In terms of captives, our job really is to provide a, an environment that supports businesses to manage their risks and, those, and to make sure that we have quality captives and that they're um, well-designed and that they be financially stable and support the needs of their, of their owners. Do you plan to continue on a similar course or take the Delaware captive market in a new direction? Yeah, great question, Lori. I'd probably say the answer is yes to, yes, and yes. So I'm going to sort of continue the, the growth that, the, um, that our captive, uh, captive program has really seen, continue our leadership in, that, in the captive space, but also grow in a different way, be, uh, be more innovative, be sort of more modern, streamlined, and really um, looking at and making sure that we attract quality captives that are, um, are well-designed, that, that really support their um, owners, and going to be financially stable over, over a period of time. But again, and one thing I sort of see as a regulator, I'm very open and, and responsive to this community. So again, I think growing that and being responsive and helpful to them and, and really providing a great environment for those type of captives. So Stephen, following up on that, how do you intend to grow the program? Yeah, as, as I mentioned, I think really building on some of the success in the past, and I think being more competitive with the other, some of the other domiciles, so I'm looking again how to make our press, process more business friendly, much more streamlined, more modern, I think that's going to be a piece of it. Um, again, looking at new opportunities, as I mentioned, the ES, ESG, looking at perhaps bringing on some um, companies back on, back on shore from offshore, Looking at the, the side A um, DNO coverage, for example, 50% of publicly traded companies are located domiciled in Delaware. So that's some opportunity again with our with the new law to actually bring some folks um, bring some folks here. And again, I think just some other types of of um, issues along with cyber and, and and the climate and so forth. So what is the state of the Delaware captive industry, and where are you seeing growth today? Yeah, the state of the captive industry is really really great. Um, Really excited. There was some um, 
downturns that all domiciles and the, and the industry as a whole really suffered during the pandemic. For the last two years, we've seen some growth in Delaware. Actually, last year, we had um, 63 um, new formations, which was fantastic, really excited about that. Um, just um, licensed two major companies last week, uh, a, a public company and a, another large company. So really excited about that. I think the growth is there. The uh, market is kind of hardening in some respects. So you still have increased pricing in the commercial market in terms of property and cyber. So we see some more opportunities for formations, but also a lot more co companies are actually using more of their, uh, their companies to increase their capacity. What are your priorities this year? Priorities is sort of, I'm sort of the last, I've been here in the position about five and a half months now. I've sort of been kind of examining our processes, talking to some of the community. So I'm really looking at how to kind of re-engineer and modernize our process. So sort of bring it into the 20, 2023. So looking to work with the uh, um, Delaware Captive Insurance Association and really collaborate and how to sort of make our processes better and a little more modern, a little more, modern, a little more um, responsive to the business needs, um, a lot more speed to market. So we're looking at the, how to really make things better. So again, I've been spending my time really looking at how to re-engineer some of the processes, um, re-engaging with the community. So I've met again with DCIA uh, as members, board members, committees, a number of captive managers. And I really want to start really doing more of a roadshow and actually talking to, um, engaging some of the more of the captive managers, and especially those who have not really been active in Delaware for a while, really sort of see how we can actually make things better and, 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 and provide more um, support for the community. So Stephen, are there any particular types of captives you're looking to attract? Yeah, as I kind of mentioned, the kind of really quality ones, uh, ones that are well-designed, ones that remain financially stable over time, and ones that really support the needs of their owners. Last year, new legislation was passed that addresses DNO coverage. Are you seeing growing interest in the use of captives for DNO insurance yeah, in the state? Yeah, a great question. Thanks, Lori. As you, as you mentioned, the state uh, enacted a new law to uh, allow corporations domiciled in, in the state to purchase uh, side A, those uh, side A DNO coverage. That's for those um, instances where they can't be indemnified by the company and to allow uh, companies to buy their side A DNO coverage through a captive. And last October, we, we um, established our first captive for, to do that. And we've had a number of companies sort of interested in doing it. Um, the market's kind of soft a little bit, but I think there's still some, there's still some interest in there. And we're going to be working with DCA to provide some guidance. There were some questions about some of the things that we require for companies. So we're going to be putting that guidance out uh, fairly shortly. So again, I think there will be some more interest in there. And again, I think that as the market is um, changing in, in more respects, I think there'll be some more interest. So what challenges does the captive industry face today and what's needed to overcome or mitigate those challenges or hurdles? Yeah, I think some challenges and I think um, some of the sort of past history I think with the Internal Revenue Service and some tax issues I think that I think there were some large issues back in, back in time with that. I think that's kind of moving away from we're moving away, a little bit away from that. I think they're still on the uh, dirty dozen list of the IRS captives but again here in Delaware we really want to focus on running um, captive insurance companies as, as insurance companies. So we don't really run into those, those issues. Another, another uh, issue is sort of the um, state regulation of captives. So for example, the self-procurement tax, and some states are looking to tax not admitted um, coverage in their states. That could actually create an issue as well. Another issue that sort of I see this generally in financial services is sort of the talent risk, the lack of sufficient talent in the industry. 
and like to sort of see more younger people get into, into the field and, and fill some of these, these, um, these positions. The department has long been forward-thinking on the innovation front, including launching a successful conditional licensing program in 2018. What other types of innovation are you hoping to bring to the captive market? Yeah, that's a great, uh, a great uh, innovation that I that inherited the conditional licensing. It's going to be really great. It allows companies to start operating on day one once they submit their application. Really helpful. And then allows the department to go ahead and finalize and review uh, their application for a permanent license. So really, that's been a game changer. So we're going to build on that, and actually we're, we're, we're developing and building an online portal so, people can actually, so companies can actually file virtually and even speed up the process even much more quicker. What can we expect this year for Delaware captives? What opportunities do you see in the market? Yeah, I, see, I see a lot of opportunities there, and um, again, I, I see continued growth in the, in the market. I, again, I think the um, rates are still increasing in a number of areas, so I can still see some more formations, more use of captives. And looking ahead, what are your goals? What are your goals for the market, for Delaware captives? Yeah, again, my, my goals are to continue to grow, look at new opportunities. I think there's some um, opportunities in the ESG space, environmental, social and governance space. I think there's a lot of tremendous um, opportunity and need in the cyberspace. A lot of the commercial marketplace is not providing some of the uh, needs for companies, so they're looking at cyber to at least help um, with some of those risks. Also, um, as we saw with the pandemic, um, so kind of recover from that business interruption. So captives may be able to help in the business interruption space, also the supply line chase. So again, I think there's some opportunities there. Um, one thing I did back when I was in Washington, D.C., I was really a fan of technology and intersection technology and the financial services. And again, I see that really happening in, um, with captives. And one area I'm really interested in looking at is parametric um, policies and insurance. I think that could be very helpful in a number of ways. So can you tell us a little bit more about how parametric insurance can be helpful? Yeah, I think one, one way to look at uh, parametrics is, is a way of streamlining the process. It's, uh, um, again, in terms of claim processing, um, you don't have to go through the same process to, to, for, for a loss, proving a loss. It's, it's actually pretty quick. You can use technology for that. And I think it has a whole host of areas. So for example, climate, again, much more quicker. Um, and I think it'd be much more customized to the type of coverage that people are looking for. Stephen, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thanks, Lori, for having me. Really great to talk to you. You also. Thank you. That was Stephen Taylor, the director of Delaware's Captive Bureau. For AMS TV, I'm Lori Chortis. Looking to get the full attention of the insurance industry? We have the platforms that will do just that. Whether it be AM Best TV, AM Best Audio, Best Review Magazine, or Best Day. Find out more by calling AM Best Advertising Sales at 908-439-2200, extension 5399, and have a great day.